This podcast is brought to you by Israel Experience. Oh my God, MITF has a new podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Secret Life of a Non-Israeli, the official podcast by MITF. My name is Shai and I will be hosting this podcast. I'll represent myself better in a second. Um, before you're going to start, we have Leah here. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Do you want to say where you are? Yes. Hi, I'm Leah Cohen. I am um, one of the MITF fellows. I am currently living in Batyam. I'm 22 years old, and I'm here, ready to party, <laughs> ready to talk. <laughs> so just to give people a little bit of a clue for the people who are going to listen to that without knowing what MITF is, do you want to tell us what you do? Oh, sure. So MIT, MITF stands for Massah Israel Teaching Fellows, and essentially we live in various cities all throughout Israel, and we teach in schools, um, whether those be elementary schools or middle schools, um, high schools even, and we teach English to children in this country, and it's really nice. Awesome. Yeah. So this is Leah, and my name is Shai. Or Sh- a lot of people called me Shayun, so like I never know how to actually represent myself, but right. let's stick with Shayun for this one. Um, and I'm Leah's coordinator, <laughs> and we'll be hosting this podcast for the this season. So today, we chose a really interesting topic to start a podcast with. We're going to talk about dating yes <laughs> specifically dating in israel yes which is a whole from piece. a point of view of someone who's not israeli well well yeah right <laughs> <laughs> for so, someone who's not living here right right so i for context i didn't mention this earlier i was born in israel but i moved out of here when i was five years old grew up in the greater miami area and then now i moved back here as of late but yeah I, i've always had the the dual identity, I, I know both places, but it's very different here from America. Yeah. That's why I feel like you can give really good point of views. Because, mm. yeah, you're American. You can, you know, you can understand a lot of what Americans experience here while dating. But then you also have the kind of like the Israeli spice, if it makes sense to say. Yeah, definitely makes sense to say. Actually, before we're going to start, we want to say... Just a disclaimer, the podcast meant to share different stories and point of views. This is not a professional opinion. It's meant for fun and to give a relatable and realistic perspective. Yeah, we are by no means professionals. I am still single, so this, it's not like <laughs> I've succeeded out here. Um, and I've also, we've only been in this country for about like four months now. So this is just what I've gathered since I've been here. Um, also, most of what we're going to be talking about, we're both you know, females, we're both date boys, heterosexual perspective. Um, so a lot of it, will be from that point of view but if you it, a lot of it will be able to apply to other people um, and we'll try to specify when we can like for other point of views but, yeah 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 so yeah this podcast meant for fun yeah. to just give you guys a point of view <laughs> a little realistic um, taste. so talking of stories mm-hmm. maybe should we start with the story there's just so many there's so many so i think a bit okay a big difference between American versus Israeli dating scene. Obviously in America, like ghosting, and I'm sure this is also not just America and a bunch of other places, like ghosting is a much more common 
thing to happen. And if you don't know what ghosting is, it's basically like if you're talking to someone and then randomly they just like stop answering you like a ghost, whatever. But here that just like simply doesn't happen. Like people would just like lower, like how did you, you said it, lower the heat? Okay, so in Hebrew we have a term yeah. that we like to call lanmichet gaz, Right. Which is, it's basically like, for example, when you like make an omelet on the gas, yeah, that's how you would call it. And then you just like, you don't want it to burn. So you're like, like a stovetop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of lower the, the the heat. Lower the heat, yes. And that way you don't ghost anyone. You just keep them around kind of mm-hmm. if you want it, if you don't. And it is super common here. Right, yeah. So I've experienced that actually, literally really? for an entire month, I would say. And I was like, oh, like we haven't seen each other in a while now that I think about it. But also it was around the time, I was like excusing it because like, oh, it's around the time of the holidays. Or, and I was like, you know, traveling at the time. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is not, you know, because they're not interested anymore. But it, it was like an everyday thing, like still texting every day. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't tell if you're interested <laughs> or not. It's very confusing. None of my friends understood it either. And then you introduced me to this term and I was like, that's oh. the thing with Lan Mijetaesh. You just don't know if this person is interested or not. Yeah. It's, it's like, really confusing. honestly, in a way, it's a bit worse than ghosting. <laughs> I would argue that. I would super argue. Cause it's like, at least with ghosting, like you're clear with your intentions. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm not interested anymore. Obviously, flat out, you should just say to the person, like, I'm not interested. But I feel like with that, I'm like, oh, okay, no, they definitely still like me. And then it's like, (laughs) no, honey, they just don't know how to ghost. They don't know how. Or they're just not sure. Yeah. So bad. So bad. So how did it end up? Oh, God. (laughs) Just like the fire completely shut down or you? Um, Just, Yeah. I'd rather not disclose. <laughs> okay, like, okay, we, okay. We, we finished talking <laughs> for sure, but it's just that's a whole other that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is definitely one massive difference that yeah. you actually exposed me to um, between Israelis to Americans and I guess other nations. But since you're American, we're gonna talk about Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other differences that you feel like are? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm 22. Um, A lot of the people I date are around the same age. A lot of my friends, especially on the program, were all like, I would say 22 to 25 age range. Mm -hmm. Um, Some a little more, some a little less. And so we date people around that same age range as well. And you have to remember in the States and in other places, people at that age have already graduated college. And here, that's just not the case. They served in the army for, you know, three plus years. They went on their tiyun, which if you don't know what that is, most Israelis go on like a six month plus or like just a really long trip. It's like like a real part of our tradition. Like it's something you do. Like almost everyone's doing it. Finish army, save money. Then you just go Mm -hmm. for at least a few months. I know some people did it for years, but it's definitely something that happens. Like it's... It's such a big different culture, cultural difference, for which is sure. so cool. Like that's super cool. The fact that like it's so accepted here, but then you have to think like a lot of the people that like just came back from those trips are just fully not in the perspective of wanting to date someone, or like they just like had this incredible experience in this far off land, and they're like, "Whoa, this is so cool," and they're not. Like, they're in a different perspective. Like, yes, a lot of people think, like, Israelis are so mature because of the army. Like, they're like, oh, like, the army matured them and they know so many things. But that's not necessarily the case. Like, I feel like it's during, not in, not in just every term, if it makes sense to say. What do you so, mean? So, like, it, I, the army definitely makes a lot of people way more mature. Mm-hmm. But it does not mean it makes them 
ready and prepared for relationship no absolutely not and like usually after the army they like move back home you know what i mean and usually either they're starting a new job or they're starting like a lot of people go to college at around our age which if you think about it they become college freshmen like freshmen boys freshman frat boys like you do not want to be associated with that when you're 22 like i'm sorry i have no interest in being with a freshman ever again and so their just perspectives are not there yet and a lot of them are not necessarily ready for like a long-term relationship so it's sometimes advisable to go to like an older crowd if that's what you're interested in but like usually if you're looking for dating someone around this age range they're not going to be like mentally prepared for it i think true but also like it is really general. It's definitely... Of course. Like, I do know people who are Israelis sure. and, like, more relationship... Like, knew they're going to finish the army, start school right away. But it's definitely not, like, most people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's actually interesting that you're talking about the po- post-army trip that we're doing. Because mm-hmm. I just had a conversation about it with another American friend of mine. Um And he asked me, so why do Israelis ever enter into any... Does that make sense to say enter into a relationship? Yeah. Why does Israelis ever enter into a serious long-term relationship before they back from the trip? Because then what a lot of us do is that if we have like serious relationship, we're just like breaking up before going on our trip. A lot of people still dating but then a lot of people just like being in a serious relationship for the army and then like probably for the one year after and then once it's time to travel... A lot of couples just like cut it. Like a little pause. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them travel together, but then it's definitely so, so common. Like I think a lot of my friends definitely finished like a person we thought they're going to marry to because they were about to travel, which is also a normal thing to do here. Oh, I did not know that at all. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going for like six months plus you're going to like meet so many new people. Exactly. Like. On these trips, people like Israelis usually meet a lot of other Israelis, so it's like a whole like mingling situation. Which, that's another funny thing. <laughs> like we're going so all the way the other side of the world to just be with Israelis, right? Meet more of the same people. Yeah, they're like, so oh, funny. you grew up in the neighborhood <laughs> right next to mine. Great. Oh my god, do you know this person? He went to the same base as exactly. I. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally it's like summer camp. I feel like all of Israel is summer camp because ev- everyone knows everyone somehow. Everyone's somehow connected. Yes. One of my very good friends, who's she's Israeli, like like purebred and she knows like every time i'm like oh look at this new guy i met she's like give me their instagram i'm like i always do that (laughs) she's like give me their instagram i'm gonna tell you i have at least nine mutuals and i can figure out what his service was Mm -hmm. in the army because Mm -hmm. just by who he's (laughs) following (laughs) so i i'm usually this israeli friend that like other americans or like either participants from the program tell me that i met israel and i was like okay just give me their their profile and then we i swear god like most of the times we do have mutual friends or like people we both know yeah so that's funny yeah um but yeah this is one thing definitely we our culture just like build our life path kind of different i would say Mm. Mm -hmm. because as if a lot of americans would be like on a serious career by the time they're 24 it's true we mainly start go to uni that Mm -hmm. age so yeah um is there anything that you find similar? Or like, do you think it's a really different like dating scene? No, I think like once you're actually on dates and stuff, it's pretty normal. Obviously, like finding people that know English well enough, like if you don't know any Hebrew. Do you feel like it's common yeah. for like people here to know good enough English to actually have a relationship? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I mean, 
most people here learn English from a very young age and you know, know it pretty well. Um, and like they're the type of people that like are also willing to go on dates with Americans. If they think they can't handle it, they usually won't even try. Um, I think it's it's not that big of a problem. Like I have friends who came into the program and they didn't know like any English or any Hebrew at all. And they still were able to to make it by and go on dates with the with other Israelis. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. But what I have noticed is that there's a lot of different types of Israelis. Mm. So, like, obviously, we, we're not going to, like, make all these generalizations and say, like, oh, <laughs> every guy is like this and every girl is like that. It's Another disclaimer, if we're already saying that, everything we're saying, like, we not mean to generalize. We just talk. Yeah. We are talking in general, but that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. you know, it's saying that sex is taboo for a lot of people does not mean it is for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, these are just, like, our perspectives and what we've noticed. Um, but I feel like there's like essentially like two different types of Israelis, maybe a third. The first one being they were, are super obsessed with you, like from the get go, <laughs> like ready to take you home to mom, like mm, want to come over Shabbat dinner. And especially since we're American, like we don't Shabbat have- dinner and you guys love these things. Yeah. No, especially since we don't have like a Shabbat dinner to go home to because yeah. we don't really have as much family here. They're like, oh, please come. Like, my parents will cook you a nice meal. You'll get to meet everyone. And you're like literally three weeks in and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is moving a little too fast um, because in America, like, you don't usually meet the parents until like month six, if that, you know? Um, and like, you've put a label on it already. It's like a whole thing. Oh, also another thing. You guys say like, oh, we're dating, but you've been on like two dates. Yes. What is that? Okay. <laughs> What's that about? The, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong, but the referral that you guys have for that two words of we're dating and that we have is completely different. Yeah. Because like for Americans, when you say, yeah, I'm dating this guy, it's like you're together. You're like, yeah. Uh, Boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. 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 And here when I'm saying, yeah, I'm dating someone, it's just like I went on a few dates with them, but it's nothing official yet no 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 no. no, like if you are dating someone as you were saying in the american version of the of the word of these words you would say we're together yes and you wouldn't say we're dating because here like when you're dating someone it's just like yeah we're going on another date we'll see where it goes no the first time i heard that i was like what do you mean we're no we're not like (laughs) i am you're not no (laughs) we're not doing that but then i was like oh okay very different here for us, I feel like we usually say like, oh, you know, we've been on a couple dates or like we're seeing each other or we're hooking up. But like there's like levels to it. Like there's like you go from like hooking up slash going on dates to like being exclusive. But that doesn't mean your boyfriend, girlfriend and then your boyfriend and girl. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's levels to it versus here. You guys say like, oh, we're dating. It's so like, funny to me. Oh, my God. No. Just like the different the cultural differences, even when it comes to the things. Yeah. It's, it's just things. amazing. It's so scary so scary so interesting yeah yeah but so what i was saying earlier about like rush like a lot of guys will like rush into things and want to like introduce you to family and like see you all the time that's like definitely one type um it happened to my friend actually she started dating this guy she met him through like a coworker or something and he literally was like month one into it was like come over for shabbat dinner she was like no <laughs> like <laughs> i'm good and like she has family in israel so i don't know why like he was assuming like oh she doesn't have anyone to go home to um i actually think he probably told her to come because he wanted her to like be at his house for shabbat dinner not because he thinks she doesn't have a place to be yeah and get this though like the week a week later she never went a week later 
he was like, actually, you know, I feel like things are moving a little too fast. Oh, and she was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you, okay. you're the one that said this. So how old is this guy? I think she told me that he was like 25, 26. Because like, like I would say this is someone who just got back from his post-army trip <laughs> and he still doesn't know how to like manage with relationships. How to act, yeah. They're unhinged when they get back from there, I swear. <laughs> Learning all these things from various parts of the world and they're just bringing it back here. Um, no, that was like a really scary story. So there, I feel like that's one extreme. And then I think that the other extreme will be like they they're not like they don't really care as much like they're just kind of like more neutral about it. They'll see you maximum like once a week, once every other week. Um, one of my friends, she actually. This is like back to what we we're saying about like lowering the heat. She was like seeing this guy. They had been like on two dates, I think, and they met through mutual friends. And one day she like texted him. She was like, hey, like I'm out at this bar. Like if you want to meet up because she knew like he lived in the area and like he goes out sometimes. And he just like didn't like they like coordinated, but then like it didn't end up they didn't end up meeting up. And then he just like never answered her. And then since they had mutual friends, she asked the mutual friend like, hey, wait, that's ghosting. That's ghosting. Yeah. But this is like a rare case. I'll get to it. So basically she asked the mutual friend. She was like, hey, like what's that about? Like, I don't really care that much. Like we've only been on two dates, but why? <laughs> and she was like, he told her that he just like forgot, like literally just forgot. And I'm like, how what? do you just forget about someone? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I feel like it's not common, but is it, did it have happened to you that somebody texted you and you were like, oh, whatever, I'll just answer it later. Yeah. And then you forgot to answer. Or it just became, you just remembered after two days that you didn't answer. And at that point, there was no point. No, for sure. But this was like a month later. Yeah, no, it's dumb. How do you forget <laughs> about a human being? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, yes, with? this is true. I thought he forget for like a day or two. And then he was no. like, oh, that's probably too late, whatever. Literally forgot the person. Oh, my so God. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm Stop, like, really? <laughs> so you might have just been really like not our our sharpest pencil in the toolbox. Oh, definitely not. But i'm just like how does that how does that even happen wait so back on the types you feel like there's the type who's obsessed with you introduce you to their families on the first week of dating yeah. and then there's the type who who just kind of like want to hook up with you they're like not see you every really, other week yeah they're not really ready for like a serious anything yeah and sometimes they'll be clear about that but they'll take you on dates which makes you think that they're serious Mm -hmm. just confusing because <laughs> usually if you're just hooking up you're there's no date they're not gonna they're not yeah. gonna take you to a bar they're not gonna take you to dinner but i feel like here that they still would do that even if they just want to hook up with you yeah and the third type i'll see mm -hmm. i feel like that's just like a whole, that, that's why i said like it's <laughs> technically not it's like a, just someone you should just caution away from as much as you can so to our people who are not israelis who listen to that podcast have never been do you want to Try and describe what these what our sims are. Um, okay, there's we don't really have an equivalent in the states. I feel like it's maybe, super Israeli thing. It's a really Israeli thing. It's the type of guy I can only equate this to like growing up in Miami. It's like the and it's not the same thing here, but it's the type of guy that like will flex on like how 
many times he's like gotten a table at the coolest club and it's the guy that like wears really skinny jeans that like are ripped a little and you're just like Ugh. they have like that haircut and I'm again generalizations but like they're they definitely don't have your best intentions in mind and they're just like no better way to describe it other than like slimy <laughs> they're just like slimy like okay so out. I I worked once for a different program uh-huh. and one of my participants she came up and she asked me so how do you call these people who plays super loud music in the Kineret in Passover <laughs> and sing karaoke for the entire world to hear? And I was like, Arce, how do you know that this is what they do? And it's just like something that really re- referral to what Arsim yeah, are. Yeah. Kind of. Just like really obnoxious. They'll be at like Shalvata. That's usually where you'll find them. I've never been, but I've heard that's where they are. <laughs> Um, they, they're gonna be at like pretty much any like club or bar you go to and like they're the ones that like will come up to you and be like hello beautiful girl like how are you today can I buy you a drink and like you always have to say no like they usually don't have your best intentions in mind like you can if you want but just just don't it's not gonna end up good for you or any party involved mm. just a caution and there is an equivalent for girls apparently but yeah I don't what's the name again I feel like it's such a not PC thing is it to offensive? say. Like it is. Like RSM is also a little bit offensive, but it's more like, okay, we already agreed on the fact that this thing is exist. Right. But then I feel like the girls referral to RSM, like you can say RSIOT for girls. Okay. But there's, let's just keep this part politically correct and not. <laughs> sure, sure. Describe them. Um, As if Israelis could get that offended by <laughs> yeah which another cultural difference right they just won't get for a different episode but we're definitely like i feel like if you're israeli and you're not as familiar with americans you could be so overwhelmed from how um politically correct you guys are Mm -hmm. because a lot of the things that we can say just like as a joke or obviously not meaning it but we definitely make jokes about a lot of things that americans would never say yeah like oh you gained weight didn't you and you're like or like what <laughs> yeah you can never say that or like hey look at the shirt that this that this person wearing what person the fat one over there and, this, <laughs> yes. and like we're, we're not meant to be offensive we just like try to describe the person it's in like front of us just objective it's so yeah bad. It's but so it's bad. it's actually true about like a lot of other things oh um okay we will talk about it in a different episode thing. but like politically correct and that difference between americans to israeli is just it applies in dating for sure yeah definitely because if you're on a date with someone and they say something that's a little out of pocket and you're like what did you just say just like usually attribute it to like in the moment just attribute it to them being israeli remember it and then go ask an israeli friend or like go ask a coordinator or something it's like hey was this a normal thing to say or are they just like genuinely an asshole definitely because it actually happens to me and ask if it's just this person not as politically correct or is this person a dumbass right um but yeah that's true so yeah. a small advice from shy and leah if you think this israeli in front of you is an asshole or could it just be not as aware to being politically correct just go and ask yeah. an israeli friend that's your best call um but as you were saying about like things that Asim says when they come up to you like hello beautiful and stuff yeah. like this um do you have any not just like Arsim, but like any other funny sentences that you've heard okay. like pickup lines oh yes 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 we have a whole arsenal of pickup lines uh in my friend group it doesn't have to be just arsen- arsen- oh, arsenal oh arsenal arsenal funny i thought like ar- <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i was like wait maybe let's just not talk about arsenal anymore no, no, no. like a whole you <laughs> yeah know, now i understand yeah, you get, you that's get funny um 
so we my one of my friends she came into israel she knew a little bit of hebrew but she didn't know like a lot she's learned so much since being here like so proud of her but she loves to learn pickup lines and like they are the ones that are like hey sexy like did you fall from heaven because <laughs> or like are you an angel because you fall from heaven it's like is your dad a gardener because you're what's the what's the line because you look like a flower that's it <laughs> it's like it's stupid or it's like um there's there's one that's funny that rhymes and I actually told it to my mom the other day. She's like, Leah, if a guy ever says that to you, absolutely not slap them. I was like, Mom, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's achletachat, which like directly translates to nice ass. Which yeah. like if someone says that to you, that's obviously yeah. But it's funny because it rhymes. <laughs> my friends and I just say it randomly to each other, like, hey, achletachat today. Like you look good. Um, I don't know what other ones are there. She has so many. I actually cannot believe that people still have these dumb pickup lines of like, so is your dad a gardener? Because you look like a flower. Like, I cannot believe people still use this. It's so bad. But it, like, it sounds good in Hebrew, at least for us, because it like usually will rhyme or usually like it's funnier. But it's obviously like if you translate it, it's not something. But like know. even, okay, so as Israeli, like if someone who's Israeli would come up to me in Hebrew and would say, is your dad a gardener? Because you look like a flower. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, who are you, dude? Like, these are the pickup lines that you say as a joke. Right. Right. But, like, you bump into a friend. You're like, oh, is your dad a gardener? But, you know, that some people that actually use this, like, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. No, it's really bad. Did you ever heard, like, a good one? Like, a good pickup line? You're like, oh, this is actually cute. I feel like no. (laughs) Israelis, you're not good at it. No. I mean, some of them are just genuinely like they'll come up with a good way to say hi to you. Or yeah, like, it's this like, is definitely something I appreciate. Yeah, they they're not they're creative about it for sure. Like they they'll think of like something you're wearing and like make it in like a nice way. You know, mm-hmm. so whether it be the shoes you're wearing, like if you have a cool pair of like Jordans on, and then they'll like make it a thing from there. But like it's never. It's, it's never like a pickup line. It's more of yeah. like a way to start a conversation. Exactly. It's actually like, so oh, much he better. Just gave me a pickup line. Like it was like thought out yeah i like it better uh, yeah i think so like it's such a better way to not make the situation exact yeah for example two of my friends were actually like in um yafo the other day they were just like walking around on the streets and they were having a photo shoot because they just love their photo shoots and it was on shabbat so like the streets were kind of empty and this one like random guy like just like walked past them and he wasn't you know ugly looking he came up to them and he was like hey like do you guys want me to like take photos of both of you and they were like, yeah, sure. Like versus like other people had See, asked them like, already. And they were great. like, no, oh. we don't want. So yeah. then that was like a good way of him introducing himself. And then like obviously he got the Instagram and then it moved on from there. But like that's like a more creative way yeah. of it happening. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that Israelis... So you were talking about three types of Israelis. Do you think there's also the type who hames? mainly towards americans and like not to the israeli girls yes definitely because like i feel like i've heard before some israelis get really excited about dating an american Mm -hmm. so like how do you think israelis finds americans well okay there is the whole thing of like people looking for green cards that's like a real thing okay um (laughs) i actually know (laughs) if anyone's um willing to marry me for a green card wants to give shy a green card she's guys i'm such a nice person she's really great great to take home to mom really awesome and i just 
can't get my visa for two years, so a green card would be amazing. <laughs> so while we're on that, no, there is people like, you think it's a joke? No, like it's serious. Like okay. Some of them are genuinely just like looking for an American girlfriend. So I actually know someone no. who paid someone no. something like $30,000 no. to marry and get a green card. And it worked. But then it's so illegal. Like if you get Super. caught, you will never be able to get in the States again. But it happens. Oh, my God. Well, m- two of my friends, like, are doing it as a joke. Maybe like, They always say it as a joke. Like, oh, we're marrying for a green card, right? And it's <laughs> like, it's not going to happen, obviously. But they say it as a joke all the time. So it's like, it's genuine. Like, people will come after you for really? that. Really? I think most of the time it's a joke. Like, I don't think Israelis will be like, mm, I need to date that girl because she, she I mean, needs to give me a know. green card. That's true. Also, some people have just, like, weird... Like, I don't want to say fetishes, but, like, they have a weird... Like, fetish is not the right word, but, like, a lot of Israelis, like, glamorize America. They're like, America is the land of dreams. It is perfect there. There is nothing wrong. They have LeBron James, and everything is perfect, and, like, I want to live there, and all the people from there also must be perfect and super cool. So they kind of have this, like, amazing idea of what America is, and that can apply, I feel like, for, like, if they want to date only Americans. But usually they have to have, like, pretty decent English for that. Um, yeah, or there's the people. So who I like, also have good English. Um, yeah, the green card, the <laughs> green, card the green card thing, still relevant. <laughs> Her English is really good. She knew what Arsenal meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, there's people who like, or they'll be like, "Oh, are you on birthright?" And like their eyes light up. I'm like, "No, <laughs> like I am not on birthright." So okay. I have something to say. We might cut it on the edit because I don't know if it's like okay to say it. Sure. But I will say that it's definitely exciting to date someone who's foreign. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that you guys are Jewish Americans who's mm-hmm. been like growing on like part of your education. Not of everyone, but like a lot of Jewish Americans grow up on the fact that Israel is like the Holy Land. This right. is where, this is our home. This is our homeland. Israel is just like this, you know? Yeah. And then like... So there's this one thing of dating someone who's foreign, but then this foreign person is Israeli. Yeah. And it's from the Holy Land that I grew up on knowing it's the best. Yeah. Also, so I, like, think, I feel like it's another thing. Yeah. I also like we are the program does only last a year. And so a lot of people don't know if they're making Aliyah or not. For people who don't know what Aliyah is, it's essentially like when you move from America to Israel, you're like what's it directly directly translates to like stepping up right yeah so it's like you're you oh become i never like thought a, of it but that's yeah. what it says yeah like you become a citizen of israel and it's like a whole big thing which you have the right to if you're jewish if you're jewish exactly um and so you, a lot of people don't know if they're doing that when they come into this program it's kind of like a way for them to test out the waters and see if they want to and so that's another thing of dating in general where it's like you don't know if you're going to be here for longer than a year. Like, it's kind of hard to think about getting into a long-term relationship with an Israeli. Totally different thing if you meet someone on the program. And, like, I've heard many people who have done the program and they've had, like, amazing success stories. And they Actually, unreal amount of percentages. It's really high. Like, it's, no, really, though. <laughs> it's scary how high. Like, it's always a joke. Like, I'm going to find an Israeli husband or wife. And then they really do. They really do. But you just have to be aware of that, like... like you are only here for a year technically like you're you're solidified your apartment will expire on x date you know um and so just like it's kind of hard to be like well i want a long-term relationship and that's kind of something you have to figure out beforehand another thing that i've been thinking about is that like when i first came here like what was going through my head 
when you come here, everyone is going to be beautiful. Like everyone in this country is stunning. Like all the Israelis, you're not going to even care about any American you ever see. I mean, at least this is what happened to me and what happened to a lot of my friends because, and this is not something I learned until like later on, a lot of Israelis are mixed. And so they're like, they have an Ashkenazi parent and a Sephardi parent or like they will have like a lot of different genes from a lot of different parts in the world. And so they're just like beautiful to look at and like they'll have amazing features and just like I like will walk down the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, everyone here is beautiful. So you're really overwhelmed by the beauty girls, boys in between. Like everyone is just like like you just stare almost. And so you got you, it can be a little overwhelming at first because you can get like really excited. And you're like, oh, my God, everyone here is beautiful. Everyone here is so nice. Everyone. And obviously they're going to treat you nicer because you're American. Like they want you to have a good perspective of Israel. Yeah. Um, they're going to treat you really nice. They're going to like, you know, buy you extra drinks, give you free shots, you know, like all those things. They're going to be really nice to you. Just don't let that get into your head. It's like the best piece of advice I can give. But also maybe do give things a chance because there are sure. so many people really met like someone for a for sure. long relationship. Oh, for sure. But just make sure they have the right intentions. Yeah. yeah. The, the intentions that matches yours. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you meet Israelis when you mm. come here? Mm. So I feel like there's, I would say, four different ways. The first being obviously dating apps. Yeah. That we have everywhere. Um I would say, obviously, meeting people, like, out in bars, clubs, just in general in public, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, obviously, beware sometimes. There's there's good things and bad things that can come from that. You can meet really awesome people, uh, but you could also meet people who just, like, don't necessarily have your best interests in mind. And then I would say, like, friend of a friend, like, mutual friends. Um, if you know any, like, Israelis, like, they love matchmaking. <laughs> they love. <laughs> That's so true. They love to set people up because, like, <laughs> one of the things in Judaism is that, like, if you matchmake at least three people and they end up getting married, um, like, you have, like, a straight shot into heaven. And it's, like, a true, true, thing true. in religion. So there's that. Oh, but then matchmaking. Okay, so friends of friends. Um, like, big, you'll meet lots of, like, big friend groups usually. And then there's going to be, like, a lot of different dynamics there and so you, people are going to want to set you up or like if you have any family or like my family for example that lives here will try to set up my friends with like my cousins like all these different things and then I feel like the fourth would be like the least common in America also but it's we call it like a meet cute a what a meet cute a meet cute a meet cute you know what that is i really don't <laughs> it's basically when you meet someone in like a really cute setting so whether that be oh like i went to the supermarket then i just dropped my things and he picked it up for me exactly you're at a bookstore you're at a oh. coffee shop like those things super uncommon but if you get it golden like golden the creme de la creme because if you i will be honest i was at a coffee shop yesterday I saw one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. He like sat down and I was like, <sighs> like jaw open. I was like, oh my gosh, he's beautiful. And I was like, oh, like I'm at a coffee shop. Like this is it. This is the moment. Like I'm doing my work. Like he's going to come over. When is our eyes going to meet? Our eyes going to meet. It's like fully not what happened at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup was playing in the background. Like it just like was not. That's not what the vibes were. But it's like I've always had like a meet cute in my head, like hoping that will be the case. If you're lucky enough to get to get one then good for you oh and you can also meet people through the program that's true a lot of people like meet other people through the program like americans that are also fellows wait and i also want to say because we talked in the beginning about the way that a lot of israelis are not ready for serious relationship on that like age range Mm -hmm. but at the same time now thinking about it 
I think an actually a pretty good um, percentage of Israelis do because like I know a lot of people who did this specific program in ITF and stayed in Israel with people they met through inch or tinder mm. and they're still together like mm-hmm. a year after the program yeah a serious relationship yeah it so it yeah. yeah so just to like clear like if you see someone who's cute and you're not giving them a chance because like oh israel's not ready for relationships on that age then it's not always true not always true at all for yeah. sure and like that's what you could suss out like in the first couple dates and like see what their energy yeah. is and like definitely give it a try um which i think it's always good to just give yeah. don't you ever do anything that you don't want to do but it's always good for you to give things a chance of course of course um have you ever dated an american in israel so i'm kind of a bad person to talk about this i don't date americans in general like even when i'm in america so really not, so yeah. who do you date when you're in america i love foreigners but like just israelis no <laughs> europeans europeans israelis i'm also like in miami that's there's a very diverse crowd so like i'll just i've, I've met lots of right yeah so i <laughs> i just like i'm not the best person to talk about this but i do have a lot of friends who have like met americans that live in israel and like usually they'll live in israel for like a couple years and so they kind of like know what's going on a little bit more um i think you know it's great like they're usually in the right same point of view like same mindset as you are um like we both came to america for you know a certain both came to israel for yeah. a certain reason um but no i haven't had experience with it but you know is americans that live here are great cool people Not yeah yeah <laughs> um it just so, might not be as exciting as like an israeli would be because it's like something new yeah that's just the yeah no i feel like it's definitely exciting to date like the n- the people from the place you're in like if you're in italy then it's exciting to date italians exactly, exactly. when i was in greece i was like wow like, yeah so many people, people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so before we ending this lovely first episode that we had mm-hmm. um if there is one thing you could tell yourself before coming to israel relating relating to that what would it be i would say set your expectations like realistically mm-hmm. like lots of people think they're gonna come here they're gonna find their husband they're gonna find their wife and that's it like done deal it's gonna be so easy that's like just not the case like it's you're gonna have to put work in and not just to with like going on a bunch of dates and yeah. like meeting a bunch of people it's also putting in work to yourself and like being physically and mentally prepared to be in a relationship like it's a lot like we do a lot day to day as fellows and in general just like you're living in a new country you're yeah. experiencing a lot of new things so to tack on a relationship on top that also can be a lot and even if that's not what you're interested in even just like dating scene in general it can like really take up a lot of time and a lot of mental energy and all that so like just setting expectations very clearly and not getting too excited right from the get-go because again everyone here is beautiful so like you're gonna be really like wanting to meet everyone and be with everyone but just like relax like it's take it take your time like work on yourself understand what you like in this country and what how because moving abroad is like a whole you know experience for you like as a person spiritually like emotionally like you have to deal with so many things living so far away from family living so far away from close friends like that's a lot to handle and then like to just jump into something with someone else from the get-go can be a lot if you found your person amazing good for you but like just you know make sure you're taking care of yourself and not like 
yeah. pushing yourself to do something if you're not ready for it. Definitely. Yeah. And I will say from a point of view of a person who works with Americans, I definitely think that date someone who's Israeli here can give you such a cool like local experience like even oh, if it's not sure. like a long lasting thing or if it, yeah. even if it's not as serious obviously do whatever works for you but i think definitely dating locals just gives you the more of a local experience yeah oh my god you'll they'll show you all these cool places they'll take your like even if it's just you know you yeah tel aviv like it's, it's a great time like i know someone who had israeli boyfriend for like a few months uh-huh. nothing too long And that was like her first Israeli, like extremely local experience. And they broke up. That was a while ago. She still lives here. And she's still like really good friends with some of the people that he introduced to her. And she knows exactly. a lot of cool places in the country that she would never find out about if she would not date. It's super true. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, I didn't mention this earlier. They say Medina Ktana, small country. It's so true. Like it's the size of Connecticut <sighs> or not Connecticut, Jersey it's so small you're gonna see the same people everywhere you go just like be careful oh this is true who you interact this is true just like (laughs) you walk around the street yeah for sure you'll see them like my friends and i will go to like you know similar clubs repetitively or bars even and we will see the same people every single time and so if you have a negative experience with someone just like be ready for that to like not haunt you but like definitely follow you yeah that's that's something i forgot to say earlier This is so important. It's very <laughs> it's a, it's a small, small country. country. There's it like is. a handful of places to go. Even when you're just walking the street. My friend was like, Oh my god, Leah, I saw <laughs> this guy that you were previously seeing, like literally just walking down on the beach. Like this is <laughs> such a small country. Like what is this? No, it's, it's tiny true. compared it's to small. other places. It is. Yeah. Um, but that's so true. Yeah. I feel so. like we're gonna look back on this like in like ten years. Not even ten years, like three, four, five years. We're going to both be like, what were they saying? Like, <laughs> these serious relationships, like, everything's different. Like, oh I'm so curious if you're going to end up, like, staying here because you met someone. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that yet. Um, my mom will not be happy about that. Sorry, Ema. She's, she's watching. <laughs> Hi, Leah's mom. Hi, Mama. <laughs> Sorry about everything I've said up until now. Um, but thank you so much for being the first guest Thanks. on the MITF podcast. Hope I that wasn't was, too cringe. No, that was <laughs> awesome. That was great to have you. It was great to have you. And thank you all for listening to our first episode. Um, follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, which Leah's managing. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so true, bestie. Yep. See you next time. Adios. This podcast was hosted by Shai Shitbit, produced by Leah Cohen, edited by Harry Moore. Special thank you to Bet Arrieta Studios. This podcast is completely independent of Masa and any of its related companies, entities, or organizations. We are not in any way connected to them, nor do we receive any financial or other support from them. We are, however, proud to be able to bring you this podcast, which features the perspectives from Masa participants and employees.